This is your favorite character sucks with John. Oh, we're going, we're rolling. Matt. And Brandon. A podcast where we look at characters in our favorite books and decide which is the best. Well, not just books, right? Movies, TV shows. Any form of media, really. Yeah. Right. How does one determine? How does one determine media? How does one determine what the best character is? Well, with our extensive literary knowledge and a level of confidence possessed only by an American man, we can, we discover, can discover the answer to any question. question. Before we begin, my conscience would not let me go on without first saying that this podcast has assumed you are familiar with the series being discussed. If you haven't read, listened to, watched, or gone on an acid trip that has revealed to you the plot of the series under discussion, then you should stop listening now until you've read or watched whatever we're talking about. You have been warned. On today's episode, Avatar. No, not the James Cameron one. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Not the M. Night Shyamalan one. On today's episode, Avatar, The Last Airbender, the animated series. A couple months ago, we got together and we talked about BoJack. Yeah. Horseman. Wait, we started in the castle? Yeah. Oh, okay. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> oh, okay. But yeah, you like spoke with my agents. We got it worked out. Because remember, we turned it up a little bit, so we could probably turn it down. Um, yeah, so you we spoke, spoke to your agents who got a hold of you. Mm. Came down from Dallas and... Uh, Flew me out. Shoot. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're big now. Yeah. Um, Damn, now a cartoon that's actually beloved by the yeah. Well, by the first American one, public. Yeah. The first one was a, like uh, you know you you hear actors cold cold following. Like, you do one for them and you do one for yourself. I feel like we did BoJack for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing. Wait, one for who them. was interested in doing BoJack? Brandon, John. Yeah. Okay. I so think, can you tell me how many listens that got? I suggested it as subjects that uh, CBS no, might get no listens, but it'll be there, and there will be somebody who's like, "You can't just check the analytics right now." What do you mean? I can't check the analytics, but it's not up yet. <laughs> Wait, what uh, are you talking about? This well, is months later. We still haven't released oh, yeah, the OJ yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, that's true. We're holding uh, that one in reserve for when we get a little bigger, because okay. it's something we're passionate about. Um, but no, it'll be there for the people who are like. Oh yeah, I started watching Game of Thrones and then oh my god, they have BoJack! I can't believe it. Yeah. It'll be there for uh, go through the archives. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rafael Bath or whatever the fuck that guy's name. Ah uh, yeah, it's legitimately Raffo been. Raffo. It literally is months. I don't I don't remember this guy's name. Rafael Bath. Rafael Bath. Yeah. Rafael Bath. That's the double shout out, by the way. So yeah, he got two. For one comment. We also have two shout outs for Avatar as well. Nice. I think. So James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah. Uh... I don't remember any of the characters' names, though. Mm-hmm. There was the... Nope. I literally... Nope. <laughs> I cannot name a single... There was Pocahontas. I can literally not name a single character from that. I know that they have... There was the blue alien chick, Zoe Zaldana. Sigourney Weaver is the scientist. Sigourney Weaver. There's no way that's her actual name, right? There was that one actor's brother who played the main guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, got a brother. Yeah, yeah it's like absolutely. Yeah. Who is it? I have no idea. <laughs> But that guy. Okay, so let's get real. M. Night Shyamalan. Avatar. Avatar. Jesus. Avatar. <laughs> let's, let's get real here. I okay. saw two minutes of that, and that's enough. So let's really get real. Uh, when I asked Sebastian what show he was passionate about, what he wanted to do, he told me oh. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. And then I um, lied, because that's not even where my character comes from. Oh, yeah. It comes yeah. from Legend of Korra. So we're doing Avatar The Last Avatar Airbender. Universe. 
and Legend of Korra together. They're the same, yeah, Avatar Universe, yeah. You pick exactly. any Nickelodeon cartoon and you select that yeah. one out yeah. of the myriad of yeah. awesome ones. Uh, hey Arnold is part of the Avatar Universe. I mean, yeah. for sure, yeah. part of the greater Nickelodeon-verse. Nickelodeon-verse, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the NCU. The NCU, the, yeah, as you call it. The NCU. So, yeah, Doug exists in the same world as these airbenders. Quillman versus <laughs> fucking yeah. Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I would admit, Ozai versus Patrick. My first thought whenever I whenever I read because it was a Facebook message, I was like, really Avatar like that kid show from like fifteen years ago? You got sucked in. You binge that watch. But so I watched it and I watched the first season as a cynic, as a critic, and I was like, you know what, this is kitty, but the art's pretty good, the animation's pretty good. The story's pretty good. Like, the dialogue's a little bit uh, it's very immature. Juvenile. It's juvenile. Yeah. Not, I mean, not even that well done, though, is what I'm saying. Um, I'm not saying, like, they were using... It's been a while things. since I've seen... I think it's on par the of, like, cartoons little, at the time. It's a little choppy, yeah. So I watched it. First season, it was good, though. And I thought to myself at the time, I was like, you know what? This is a good show. When I get on the podcast, I'm going to say, this is a good show that I could, like... That's this. I could, yeah, that's this right now. Okay. My, my plan was just to be snarky and be, like, holier than thou and be like... It was a good show you can watch with your kids. It's a pretty clear acclaimed show. Your kids will like it. But then I watched season two and season three. Legitimately. Season one, I think, is a little more kiddie. But season two and three, I think, are really, really good uh, television. It's a good good show. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, the dialogue gets better. The animation gets better. The action gets better. The story continues to to progress. The characters are complex. Like, you know, I I I thought about letting my kids watch this with me, but I, I would honestly say wait till they're like yeah. seven, nine, mm-hmm. because some of the stuff that happens in it can be pretty upsetting because it's pretty raw. I mean, like, some, some real stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Characters go through hardships, and um, they're complex. So let's get into it. Get into what? The best character of Avatar The Last Airbender of famed 2000s Nickelodeon. <laughs> Slash. Slash. Yeah, Legend, of Legend of Korra. What is, the, is the, what is the name of the actual world? It surely must have a name. Max, I don't know. They probably call it Earth. Yeah. No way. They say Earth at least. If you uh, aside from the element, Earth bend, you must be on Earth. Oh, well, I mean, I thought it's just of the Earth. Yeah, the Earth. They're on the Earth. Like Terra Prime, Terra. (laughs) It's called the Earth, not an Earth. No, it's definitely an Earth. Is it? This is an Earth. Yeah. No one says that. I say that. (laughs) No, you don't. Other than this first time. Well, I said it, so now I say that. Okay. So welcome back, Sebastian, <laughs> to your favorite character, Sucks. Uh-huh. Thanks for coming out and doing this one. Uh-huh, of course. Um, let's get into it. We, we talked about the setup. Again, anybody who has misgivings as I had, honestly, really good show. Yes. Start watching with your kids, and then I think it's and then when they're asleep, finish watching it, because it's good. I think it's rare that people will be getting into Avatar. Yeah, well, and also it's hard to find. The only way I could watch it was by going to Amazon Prime, which I have moral issues with. And subscribing to a seven-day free trial of Nick Hits, that's the only way. So it's literally like on the lock. However, I think that Avatar will become popular again because Netflix is doing a live-action series. Watch it with your kids. I don't know, man. I saw what they did to Death Note. But the creators are working on it. The creators of Avatar are working on it. That doesn't mean just Avatar. I have high hopes. No, I have medium hopes. I don't have any hopes. What's the budget looking like? Eight bill? Who knows? Eight that bill? Nine bill? Wait. Is this a low amount? I mean, how much? 20? <laughs> how much could it possibly take to make I a mean, show? 100 billion? You can spend a lot of money and still have a good show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I shall not prove that you can have a lot of money and... It's too early to talk about Star like Wars. What? Avatar Last Airbender. <laughs> God, he just made creative decisions that need, didn't need to happen. To be All fair, right. genius really does walk the line. <laughs> that's No, that's literally the case with M. Night. His movies are either... 
insane or, or just insane. Yeah. <laughs> There's no in between. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, M night or M day. I mean, it's it's night or day with him. It's, Literally, there's no like, there's no like Daywalker M night. Yeah, you know, he doesn't get the best. It's either it's all the strengths or all the weaknesses. There's no in between. All right, best characters in Avatar: Last Airbender slash Legend of Korra. Well, Put them all in one. Mentions. Honorable mentions. Yes. Sokka. Sokka. Oh. Sokka's actually a cool character. I don't care for him. Really? Why? Because he, he, he can't bend. Yeah. yeah. Plain dude, he can't bend. That's not the reason oh, I'm like. But there's a lot of stuff. Whiny. I mean, of course. He he's lost his girl. He's a kid. His girl turned he's, into he, a moon. Yeah. He's pretty bad. He was with that girl for like a, a day. Well, when yeah. you know, you know, though. <laughs> when you know, you know when you're that young. Um, but yeah, there is, there's an example of a character sacrificing right there, which doesn't happen in a lot of uh, animated shows. Cartoons for kids, I mean. Yeah. What other um, characters? Oppa? I. I. Who am I picking for my character? Okay. Uh, honorable mention. Honorable mention would be Toph. I almost picked her. Like, Toph is Toph's she's amazing. a strong character. I almost yeah. picked Toph. No one picked Both Toph, right? Powerful no. and, okay. and just, just I, I love Toph from the. I think that that she's in season two. I think that that like as soon as I saw Toph, honestly, like that was one of my first like this show's fucking cool because like the blind bandit. Who is it, right? And you know you never expect that it's going to be her. And they, they do that kind of stuff in shows all the time. Like, I'm trying to get a kid disability you know? into a strength, but yes. also turning disability into strength. I really enjoy that. Really more powerful because of yeah, she can sense the vibrations in the earth and use that to her advantage. And I love the subtlety of her because she she beats the first guy that she beats, who's like the boulder, like this big strong the boulder guy. Boulder is very she beats hilarious. Him. Yeah. She beats him because she waits for him to take a step, and then she raises a stone. And slides it over and makes him do like the splits. Mm-hmm. Like she literally beats her opponent with subtlety, and then yeah. she just knocks him off the edge. But she's also very powerful. She's very yeah. powerful, but she, she doesn't need to do that. But she, but she has like yeah, she has such uh, she does such minute things. That to interaction with the boulder, it's like a, it's like WWE show. Mm-hmm. That's is, what the boulder is. is. He's yeah. got this caricature. It the boulder like reminds me a lot show. of like Hercule. I also like her character because she um, glazing over Hercule. Um, <laughs> I also like her character because oh, it turns out she's. She's being repressed by her parents, which, um, which goes to the other thing about good female characters on this show. Um, what are some other examples? Uh, Katara. Katara, she's mm-hmm. a good female character. Kyoshi, Warriors. And, and Katara has to uh, go up against, you know, the chauvinistic dude in the waterbending uh, village in the north, right? That, yeah, that's true. That is, like, refuses to train women and stuff like that. And she, like, it's a pretty cool show. If you have a young a daughter who's, like, seven, eight, nine, I think this is a great show to show them. I mean, even though the primary character's a young even boy? Though, even though, I mean, yeah, I think that... It focuses on the group, for sure. There's I think the group gets a lot of it. No, um, and Aang wouldn't be alive for her for the things Katara does. I mean, she helps him a lot. She also, heals him. they discover she, him. They, she discovers him. Sokka. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Toph is a strong female character. I like that, yeah, her parents... Oh, she's a little girl. She's helpless. We shouldn't train her. You know all this stuff, and because she knows that they treat her like that, she's got to hide this other side of her life. And um, most powerful earthbender. And then she period, because she wants to go on adventure and she wants to be something that her parents won't let her be. She lies to her parents and escapes, and um, and they end up blaming you know Ang for it that he kidnapped their daughter or whatever. But um, I I like her character a lot. Yeah, that's just an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. that's an honorable mention. Yeah. But I almost picked her. I mean, it's a hard honorable mention because I almost picked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the end, I picked Prince Zuko because uh, I think he's got the best arc. This mm-hmm. guy. I mean, I, well, I can go on for more. Over Aang? I think he has the best arc. Aang is, is you know, very sweet and nice and innocent. He sort of learns new things. That's true. But I think Zuko changes the most and it's believable. And it's not fast. 
because there's a moment where I thought he was going to change and where I think everybody thinks he's going to change and, that, and, yeah. then, and then he doesn't. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. And because why would he? he? You know, but he goes back home and he has been, talk about, you know, we talked about in the BoJack episode thinking that you're going to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. He finally gets back home and he thinks he's going to be happy and he's not. He realizes like, I've been away from the Fire Nation for all these years and I've learned what people are like. Just a little bit of traveling. Yeah, really a little bit of traveling has opened his mind. Yeah. yeah. So don't let your kids travel. <laughs> don't let them go to universities because those are just liberal brainwashing factories. You know oh, no, I mean? without a doubt. Yeah. And so, yeah, he went to a liberal uh, stone uh, earthbending village. Yeah. And now he doesn't want to take over the world and make everyone Fire Nation now. You know, he doesn't... Strip- losing tradition. Yeah, he's it's losing, a shame. losing tradition, yeah. Um, anyway. So, like Prince Zuko, because, of, characters because of his growth. And because it's believable growth. And he has it. He has a backstory that's pretty harsh. Which yeah, is, his face is, is scarred his by his father. His up, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I acknowledge it. He's a fine character. This right. would have been a perfect segue right, to say moment. my character. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to go. It would have been a great segue. Prince Zuko wouldn't be shit without the actual goat of the original series. He's... Iroh. He needed, I, he needed Iroh's too. He, he absolutely. absolutely needed yeah. Iroh. No question. And Iroh, for some, yeah. he needed Zuko also. Yeah. It's similar. But, I mean, who Iroh is is what shaped a lot of his worldview got pressed upon Zuko, mm-hmm. and that's what makes him better. Because Iroh is just better. Yeah. Iroh is the example of literal firebending. Yeah. There's him plus the other dude, right? The other dude that's in Lotus. They're the ones who try to use firebending without the rage and the anger. They're like utilizing force lightning without the dark side. And that's what makes them stronger. Because I, I feel like that, really what you learn is like it's not just anger; it's like passion in general, yeah, and exactly. you can you can gain that from other sources. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's not just the power. Iroh's got yeah. firebending, and he's incredibly strong. Yeah, he's the older brother of Ozai. Also, he, he was going to become the Fire Lord. I like the that, only person that can redirect lightning at that time, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. He teaches in, that to yeah, Zuko. insane. And he also just is a lightning bitter. Yeah, I and not only can he redirect, but he can just shoot lightning. I think that his only flaw is that uh, he is like the leaf on the water. Like, he's got to figure uh-huh. it figured out. But the leaf on the water doesn't save the world. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, he sees the Gandalf. Gandalf can't do it himself. Maybe he could. <laughs> Gandalf, feel, well, Gandalf does so much. Gandalf he can't because the... Specifically the says he can't take the ring. Precisely. He has to guide yeah. someone else to do it. So. I got you, yeah. So he's the Obi-Wan. Yeah, he's that role. But he, I think I like him even maybe more than Obi-Wan. Certainly not more than Gandalf. But definitely more than Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> Gandalf's insane. But Iroh's amazing. He teaches Zuko basically everything that makes him a good person. No, which, which and he's very insane. patient with he him. So because patient. Zuko is very angsty at first. He's a, a bitch. And because but it makes sense. He's a teenager. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And also, he grew up being a, with an abusive father. And yeah, and Iroh himself. understands that. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's like the perfect mentor for him. No, he's the perfect foil to what Zuko is at that time. <laughs> That's like everything that Zuko needs. It's like they built a character around him. But it doesn't come off that way. Also, just the fact that you call him Uncle Iroh. I mean, he's, I mean, he is. He's all our uncles. He's uncle, yeah. yeah. He is he's uncle. He's uncle yeah. to Zuko, but yeah, I mean, he is also just Iroh. He's got a lot of titles. He's a member of the Order of the White Lotus, which is just full of a bunch of old dudes that are immensely powerful. Do you? Yeah, you find out about those in the third season, right? Yeah, yeah the, like, at the end. Later, yeah. yeah. But like, by the way... It's so good. Because yeah. he just plays that pie show game all the time. And yeah. Also, he gets jacked in prison. Oh, Dude, so prison, swole. The prison breakout is insane. This man's doing, like, one-arm pull-ups while eating apples and reading books and stuff. Just what literally just busts out of the prison. When you're in prison, that's you got to get jacked. Yeah. He does the three to. things you can find, do prison. find God, get a law degree, become jacked. That's what you do in prison. He shows get jacked because he's already incredibly wise. He's already the leaf on the water. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he has yeah. nowhere to go but up. But does he have a law degree? 
Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he was going to become the Fire Lord. Well, so he must have was, some knowledge. That was the end. He, he like sues the Fire Lord. Like that's how it is. Yeah. It's like The Supreme Court in the Fire Nation is more powerful than the Fire Lord, which didn't know until the very end. Yeah, checks no. and balances. Yeah. Those checks and balances. Those yeah. I just put a bunch of lackeys into the screen. That's the that's the issue. That's so they true. had to circumvent that. Alright. Uncle Iroh. Iroh is by far the best character. Close second to Zuko for sure, but uh not even close. Iroh's just You guys are gonna go into Legend of Korra. Yes. I talked a little bit about Avatar and what I liked about it. Tell us a little bit about Legend of Korra before you introduce your characters, because that's a different series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same universe. Same same world for sure. And I think that yeah. is the, one of the strengths of I didn't mention good this, world but building. world building. Good world building. The plot is good, world building. It's a really cool world. I also like how they don't really try and explain too much the, the minute details. Of, well, no, I'm just saying the minute details of the magic. Yeah. Because by granularizing, mm. it just makes it better. Because if you try and explain that, there's no way that's going to make sense. You're saying if we know that metachlorines are like bacteria Precisely. in the bloodstream, yeah, it makes it worse? Yeah. What? So basically, Absolutely. if you No, that just makes sense. What do you mean? Fire metachlorines, uh, water <laughs> metachlorines. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't make any sense. They just say some people can bend, and, some, and that's just what yeah. it is. You just leave it at that. Yeah. That makes I'd it much better. Definitely preferred. Uh, Legend of Korra. Well, first, it takes place 70 years, or yeah, 70 years after the, the first story. Yeah. yeah. So Aang has passed. And the new avatars come. That means dead. Yeah, he's uh, perished. Perished. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he has perished. <laughs> uh, this young girl, Korra, is a new avatar. Mm-hmm. And the first time you're introduced to her, uh, what is exactly? She's line? already killing it. Oh, yeah. It shows the White Lotus searching for the next avatar. Yeah. Yeah. And they're talking to her parents and like, how can you be sure she's the avatar? She just busts in the room, immediately does water, fire, and earth bending, oh, yep. and says... I'm the Avatar. You have to deal with it. So So polar opposite. Yeah, completely different Avatar from Aang, which is amazing. Spirit world. Yeah. Poor, poor spirit world. But like very skilled at the physical side of bending. Without that, yeah. Like much stronger physical. The world has changed. It's gone through like kind of an industrial revolution a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of steampunky 1920s. Oh yeah, evolves. Story evolves. The technology is insane. Mm Relative. There's cars, radio, and I think planes. I think the story becomes more adult, more mature. Yeah, like, definitely more mature. I think Aang is very young. like I was thinking because I told my kids Avatar is a bedtime story. I told them that Avatar: Last Airbender, and they enjoyed it, you know. But I was trying to think of how to tell Legend of Korra, and I was just like, it's just too complex. Like, I got to explain there's like a secret organization, and like they're taking away bending. Like I'm like I got to explain what like, a steam engine is. Yeah, and radio. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no, I was like, it's gonna be too much. Like I don't know. It's too. Com- it's a very complex storyline. It's not just a guy trying to take over the world. It's, you know, a guy's got a vendetta against benders and he wants to take mm-hmm. away their powers and stuff. Like, well, that's only just... Well, so my guy is very simple. That guy, that guy is my character. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Amon from season one. Uh, unlike Avatar The Last Airbender, each season in Korra is like a different story. A and different so, world-ending event happening. Yes. Very um, stressful for Korra. The scaling is... Whoop. Yeah, I feel like there, was, there are less filler episodes in Legend of Korra. Like, I feel like there are, like, every episode drives a plot. I like filler episodes. For the most part, yeah. I feel like every episode, like, Since each season is its own, like, separate story, yeah, it's more focused. And, yeah, like you're saying, I think the villains and the conflicts are more mature. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I like Korra more. And so that's why, for my character, I chose Amon, who is the villain of season one. And basically, he's leading a revolution of non-benders who feel basically disenfranchised. Yes, and which you would. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Because well, benders have this incredible power. Superpowers, and, literally. Without and, cost. 
No drawbacks. It's benders that run the council of the city where this takes place. And so... How did they get away with ripping off Futurama like that? Just benders everywhere. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Futurama referenced every episode. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's just part of canon. We did did it like three months ago, and we're doing it again today, which is separate from the other episode you were in. Yeah, Yeah. the BoJack one. Yeah. Yeah. I can hardly remember it. (laughs) so long ago. It's like five White Claws ago. (laughs) There'll be a lot more White Claws between here and then. All right, anyway. So yeah, Amon, I think, a very good villain, because uh, it's dealing with a very realistic issue in this setting, I think. Um, and also, y- you didn't watch the whole season yet, but... Is that a threat? Yeah. Okay. yeah. You find out that promise. he... It's a promise. <laughs> kind, kind of like uh, Zuko, he has a tragic backstory, and his father was like this legendary crime boss who is a very skilled bloodbender. Yeah, I know that, yeah. And I watched a recap of the whole series. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, bending becomes, for myself. the bending becomes much, much more, more powerful. powerful also. They can, yeah, this family can bloodbend without the full moon. Oh, yeah. And they're very blood skilled bending. at it. And so yeah, it turns out Amon isn't even a non-bender. He was just sort of... He hates bending because of his father and he learns the ability to take away bending through blood bending and before that the only person who had done that was Aang and using like spiritual yeah. methods right like he wasn't using that technique or is it the same technique no he's claiming he got the power from the spirits but really it's a it's blood bending and he's blocking their access to it yeah essentially cutting off their access don't to worry bending. about the yeah. yeah they don't explain it too deep if you explain it it doesn't make sense that's mm. exactly what I'm trying to say your blood goes to your brain <laughs> you just killed him yeah he's, He's cutting out the part of your brain that... Uh, losing your bending would be worse than death. Honestly? No, it's like... It's like after, losing a sense. After a house I mean, event, we, whenever all those mutants lost their powers, someone just killed I mean, the, the characters in the show, when they lose their bending, you see them later and they yeah, yeah, yeah. are just no, completely I, depressed. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they feel like their life is over. Yeah. No, I would too. Yes. So yeah, I think I'm on as... limited from what you were before. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think... Very interesting backstory for the character and he's... The revolution he's leading, I think, is a very interesting and realistic yeah. plot. So you're saying we should kill all vendors? Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm saying is whenever all these people, they have, like, real power. It's not even, like, fake power. Oh, I mean, and... So it's even scarier than real life. And yes. the very they end, kill you. him and his brother are escaping. Oh, and yeah. That's so His dark. brother just blows them up Sorry. because he doesn't want to accept Can what I his brother has done. Mm. No, they escape. But his brother oh, yeah. is ashamed by they're the things that they have done. No, they're Speeder. on a, a motorboat. Speeder, so he yeah. takes one of those shot gloves and just like grabs the yeah. gas tank. And so I remember when we first watched it, we're oh, like, yeah. this is a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, and these no. dudes just killed themselves well, after I mean, being one defeated. One guy killed another guy and committed suicide. <laughs> yeah. It's, like it's, it's nice murder suicide. suicide. It's just a murder suicide. I mean, you got to learn about that when you're 10 years yeah. old. Yeah. I think. yeah, for a Nickelodeon show, it's very crazy. You gotta learn about the intricacies of a relationship, uh, a kid to child relationship on Hey Arnold, and then yeah. murder suicide the next thing. Yeah. So, who's um, your character, Seabass? I'm also choosing from Legend of Korra. My mm-hmm. character is a villain, but doesn't have as probably as not. relatable uh, stance on why they're evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with Zaheer, and I like him purely just off badassery, because um, 
Avatar that we know, or the Airbender that we know to be the strongest was Aang, mm-hmm. and you could say he's pretty disciplined. I'm, he's a child, but no, he didn't have time. That was his issue. Is he was it was like a Luke Skywalker situation. Oh, he, he was, was like so insane. He, if they actually had proper. It's training. a Luke Skywalker. It's like I got to get trained fast to, for this fight. You yeah. Know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zaheer, he you see him in. Uh, he's been like following this philosophy of this Airbender for his entire life, but he doesn't actually Airbend. Uh, until after some events in Korra that allow people to randomly get yeah, airbending. Yeah, that's weird. I so he gets airbending after like just studying for years and following this philosophy, and that's what drives his motive. He's kind of just like an anarchist, but thinking that chaos is the new world order. So not as relatable. I don't think a lot of no, people are just like, yeah, not. chaos, that makes sense. Well, but, but he does some pretty f- it, cool things. I think logically it makes sense because this is a world of order now. Because uh, Zuko and Aang have created this world of structure and order and a system and stuff like that. And so maybe he's rebelling. Yeah, the world that. is evolving, but he's like following this philosophy from Four, literally... Like 4,000 years ago. Yeah, oh, no, very old. Does he have a place, though, in society? You know what I mean, is he like an outcast? That's what I'm saying. Like, well, he's a criminal. When you, you see know, him, he's like been that. in prison for 15 years well, when you first see yeah. him. He has this evil avatar, or evil... What, what do they call it? Team avatar? He has like an evil team avatar, uh, where it's just like one of each element, huh. but they're all f- like OP as mm-hmm. hell. Um, but why was he in jail? He tried to capture Korra when she was first discovered to be the avatar mm-hmm. he's in this group called the red lotus which opposes okay. the white the lotus white so white lotus pr- protects the avatar and he's like we need to get rid of the avatar we need to get rid of these structures, these structures. yeah and let chaos take over okay he's also voiced by henry rollins former oh, nice. lead singer of also an black flags yeah. yeah literal anarchist yeah maybe back in his younger yeah, years he, younger yeah he's, he's settled down quite a bit he's now. Like, i get paid so I'm, I'm <laughs> that's capitalism for you uh-huh. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but we'll be right back after this very special message. Hi, I'm Gabor Supo, creator of Rugrats. I gotta tell you, as creator of a colossally successful cartoon that failed to produce a strong spin-off, I'm envious of what the Avatar creators were able to do with Avatar and Legend of Korra. Not only do I admire their bold decisions to have beloved characters die off to make room for an entirely new cast, but I've been inspired to do the same thing with my beloved series, The Rugrats. That's right, in this age of Netflix-fueled 90s nostalgia, I am announcing my new follow-up series, Rugrats Reborn, Ultimatum. Rugrats Reborn shows us what the world of Rugrats looks like 50 years in the future. Just as the problems of Legend of Korra grew more complex, this entirely new set of Rugrats has to deal with the problems that beset 2040 America. Climate change, parents who work full-time to afford full-time childcare, legal blindness caused by constant and early exposure to phone screens, and a gritty reboot of Reptar franchises are just a few of the fun troubles that these rascals have to face with. Where is the original cast, you ask? Well, due to the wild lifestyles they led on the original show, obviously most of them didn't make it to grade school. And the ones that did weren't able to survive past the Cannibal Wars of 2032. But you can rest assured knowing that some of your favorites will be back. For instance, Dill Pickles managed to live into his 50s and has replaced the grandpa, who unfortunately died, in the always funny armchair sleeping role. Watch Rugrats Reborn, Ultimatum on Netflix in 2020, because you'll watch anything. Uh, I think you'd appreciate it more Honorable mention for me is Asami. 
Because I think Ooh. she's a good example of... Salami? Yeah. Okay. Don't disrespect Bay like that. Uh, she's a non-bender, but she uses technology to sort of compensate for that. She's in Korra? Yeah. Okay. Because the one... The, 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 when I was talking about strong female characters, I was also thinking about the three Fire Nation chicks that kind of hunt after Aang in them. Yeah, they're cool. And one of them doesn't use bending. She, like, hits pressure points. Yeah, yeah. Tylee. She's like a ninja. Tylee. Yeah. Tylee. The restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, um, but restaurant I used to be employed by. Dang it! What is her name? What's Azuko's sister's name? Azula. Azula. Yeah, and Azula is another character that I think is a really good female character. The Blue Fire. Yeah, she's, she's like she's the main Very villain insane. from season two on. I oh no, like. for sure. You know, because that's when Zuko stops hunting, and then she has to go. She hunt. disables Aang. She's very powerful. She before. she like, you know, like there's like a moment where like you're when you're really talented and stuff like that, you're super confident, and then there's some people who just like hit you in the Achilles heel and like then you second guess yourself from then on she like put doubt in his heart like she only for a bit she messed that dude up nah even until the last battle he didn't get it back until the last battle until an accident it was like a freak accident he like yeah. fell back and hit the rocks yeah so yeah I mean she, but he did he did yeah alright I'm just saying yeah it all happens according to the way that it must be yeah. because the writers wrote it that way yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright yeah, no, she's a really cool character we need to know your character but it's all so part much. of the Zuko story which is all part of the Avatar story. Mm. Uh, really, honorable mention. All right, Aang's the best character. Well, I mean, oh, Aang is an honorable mention. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like Aang. I like Aang. But oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I think he's, he's just... He's not as annoying as, like, a Naruto or something. He's a like pretty that. standard protagonist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's... I think he's, he's just yeah. young enough that you don't have to deal with a lot of the annoying bullshit of but he's also, relationship stuff. There's a little yeah, bit of that. But he's not... He's there's not, some of that in Korra. He's not so whiny, though. Like, I feel like... I oh, feel no, like he's very enthusiastic He's enthusiastic. He's kind. He's... Yeah, of course. He's understanding. Like, I think he's a good kid. And that's a kid Probably a good role model up. for children who watch the show. Yeah, he's also alone in the world, technically. Yeah. He's just got his friends oh, yeah. and his family and everything. Is his entire plan, civilization was genocided, which Correct. is insane Yeah, for a kid show. It's very Prince of Egypt. You know how Pharaoh kills all the firstborns of all the... Uh, this is according to the Lord of the Bible. Yeah, just... yeah I was going to say, you don't have to say Prince of Egypt. You can just say, like, the Bible. <laughs> okay, the so Lord yeah, in the Lord of the Bible, it's very similar to that, right? Where... The airbender was gonna be the next avatar or whatever. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> am I am I not correct? He is very similar. Uh, what are you talking about? Is that what happened? So Ozai like that's why they went for them first. Isn't yeah. that part of the lore? What? But I don't like understand. A prophecy? I, I don't understand what that's to do with Moses. What are you talking Moses about? Moses was foretold to like because yeah no they said that so Pharaoh went and he genocided that's why that happened. They killed all the Jewish. People. Killed all the first or the all the babies. Also, I would just call him Pharaoh. Pharaoh who? That's his title. <laughs> No, they it's also it's a, it's a title. There are, it's a name there as well. are several pharaohs. Oh no, for sure, I'm sure he you has can't a name. just say. Pharaoh. It's not Ramses. It's the one above Ramses. It's Hop Shep Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the case, but no, it, it's literally God, exactly so. God bless you. They they wipe out all the firstborn, uh, or the all the babies because it's like foretold that they're gonna lead all the slaves out of out of uh, mm-hmm. Egypt or whatever. So it's the exact same shit. Was there a prophecy in Last Airbender? I thought they were just clean house. It's not prophecy. Asked. They just know, they know the because it goes ours. in order. Yeah. So that Airbender was next. I, uh, I asked my friend. Uh, we were at church together, actually, and I said, I don't she, believe she's, this story. She's the one who wants to do the musical episode or whatever. Oh. And uh, I said, trying to gatekeep me. I said we'll do. Uh, I said we'll do. You know, best characters of the Bible next, and like, and she goes, Jesus. How, how did you, she was like, she was like episode done. She was episode all, done. That is not correct at oh, all. Oh no! That honorable mention, Emma. Honorable, honorable mention, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God's pretty up there too. Like uh, God, Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. You know, God's up there. Uh, John the Baptist. Just playing her. Go with my man, Paul. Paul's a good one. I mean, I thought it was obvious that she was right, but oh, you think so? Yeah. What about Adam? 
And what about Job? Job's a good Job? one, too. Job's strong choice. Yeah, Job's a good one. We're getting off topic. All right. Uh, what about Methuselah? What about the devil? <laughs> Long, longest lived man who ever exists. No, we love Methuselah. We love us some Methuselah. We always have Methuselah heads over here. <laughs> Methuselah. If I were to pick a character from the Bible to 1v1 any other no, character No, we're not 1v1ing. Methuselah's insane. Yeah. He's not only just the longest lived, but he's also a warrior. Yeah. All right. I'm a Nimrod main. A Nimrod is a good one, too. <laughs> Greatest hunter to ever live. All right, All right Avatar. Come on, nerds. You know what it is. Every episode I get on here and beg you to follow us and like our stuff and blah, 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 blah. If you haven't done it by now, then you're just lazy. Twitter and Instagram at YFCSPod. Hit the subscribe button. Like. Rate it. If you want to be extra, you can review it. Just a little thing like, hey, this is an awesome podcast. Click. Reviewed. Done. All right. Not going to waste any more of your time. Back to the show. Uh, great voice actors in the show. The chick who plays Anne on Arrested Development. What's her name? She was in Parenthood for several seasons. What's her name? Rashida she plays Jones? Katara, I think. Rashida Jones. Wait. No, Rashida Jones was on Parenthood. Oh, I thought you said Anne in Parks and Rec. I don't. I can't listen. <laughs> you just want to talk about fucking Rashida yeah. Jones. Bro. I do, honestly. You sound like George Michael's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Egg. Yeah, yeah. No, she did... Uh, May like Whitman. May Whitman. May Whitman. May Whitman voices uh, Katara. Katara. And, um, you know, I only know that because I had to watch on Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, it gives you And the, it gives you the yeah, details. Awesome. And guess what else? There was a prison guard for Zuko whenever he's being imprisoned. Uh, it's like an earthbending place and he's in prison there. And um, I was like, this prison guard sounds very familiar. Clicked on it. Serena Williams. Yes. Voice the uh-huh. prison guard. I was like, what is that? She was also a guard in uh, Legend of Korra then. Maybe. An Avatar fan? Weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the? But I like recognize the voice. I'm like, what is, who is that? And mm-hmm. then freaking, yeah. Yeah. Serena Williams. Makes pretty sense dope. to me. No, Legend Coral has some pretty good voice acting just from like regular actors. Yeah. We were just talking about J.K. Simmons in our last episode. He's in, he's Aang's son in Legend of Court. Aang's son? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely is. Yeah. So was Aang. Speaking of, I don't think Katara and Aang should have been together. I feel like that relationship was forced. Yeah. I could have done without it. I mean, it's definitely it, unnecessary. It felt to me like this well, you do need it for this is the main guy. Yes, so that's why I appreciate you it. You actually kind of aside need from it. that, he could have fell in love with anybody. We don't need that. Uh, you could have had. I feel like uh, they weren't. Cor- uh, there was no courtship. I feel like there was agreed. no courtship. It was just Aang liked her. Yes. Sometimes it's just that way through circumstances. So again, no, I was honestly about Zuko and Katara. A show where like when I first watched a lot, it. the girls are very strong characters. I feel like. She that relationship was very one sided and put on the female character as opposed to like actually having a courtship where she also liked Aang. I think he like kissed her once after waking up from that like dream he was having, like these mm-hmm. daydreams he was having. Kissed her and she was very taken aback by it. Like she yeah. was like, What? So that is one and of the I weaknesses. Don't feel like there's a lot of romance. After that, there's not a, like a romance scene later on. Well, no, she, that's like before she saves him, right? And before Cora, there's that's a long time. After. After. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like anything could have happened between. The end. I think if you're gonna have it together in the end, we gotta see some romance. Why? To explain. You want to? What do you want to see kids do? Yeah, I'm so confused. That's actually very uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't make jokes. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> God dang, I was about to go. I was about to lean into it. God dang. Uh, I don't find it that unreasonable because I don't care. Because it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't take away. I was. From it was weird so, to me. I was like, I don't like this. One of my arguments is that Zahir is a better Airbender than Aang. Mm. 
because uh, one of the weaknesses Aang had was there's that spirit thing where he's walking across the bridge and there's that big version of him, the shadow version. Mm-hmm. And for him to like get to the next level, he needs to get rid of all his connections. And he decides not to because of Katara. However, Zaheer, uh, one moment, does just release all his earthly possessions and that allows him to fly, which no other airbender, at least that we've seen, has been able to do. Except for this guru who he like idolizes. Yeah, yeah. so he releases like, all his earthly connections. when an air monk reaches enlightenment, you can just fly. Yeah, you can just fly indefinitely. Fly, yeah. Which we that's what and can do. Just fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really that. You're still, useful you're still trapped on Earth. Angel, angel from X Men, just a Buddhist. Like he just <laughs> he just reached he attained nirvana. That's all he could do. Well, he, he wasn't got, even a mutant. He was just he just attained nirvana. What about when he lost his wings? He lost it. Um, <laughs> when he got back. Though. Gained again. Yeah. Oh, okay. He discovered White Claws. He's like, you know what? Actually, these are pretty sick. Oh, they're really right down to earth. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy was really on and off. Wait, the White Claws saved him? No, that took away. That was his earthly tether. White Claw, the official drink of uh, losing your mutant powers. Your powers. Your Unfortunately. Can we get a sponsor? Yeah, honestly, yeah. that'd be a sick sponsorship. <laughs> um. Talking about Zaheer still. Zaheer is well, relationship, relationship stuff and. Oh, do, you have, do you have an honorable mention? Oh, Varric. Varric from uh, Legend of Korra. Varric Dundarian? Yeah. Businessman, entrepreneur, Iron, uh, Man. Iron Man, essentially. He's literally yeah. the Iron Man of the Korra universe. He did some skeevy stuff in season two of Korra. He's a good uh, guy, man. Yeah, I love that man. Very silly. Comic relief, but in a clever also, way. Also important. You talk about good characters, and I feel like a lot of people look at like Campbell's hero's journey as like, does a character go on that hero's journey of like self-discovery and like inward looking to find their power and stuff like that? Aang goes through that. The main character goes through that. You know, he has to lose his power uh-huh. to find himself to then Cora defeat the enemy in the end. She literally loses her power. Also, yeah, she loses her bending. The other character, Prince Zuko, goes through the hero's journey because he also has this. He thinks he wants something, and he and he gets to it, and then realizes that it's not worth it. Has to throw away who he was. He has to be reborn into somebody different, and then he's finally, you know, reaches the end of his journey. And so, what was that role? What was the end of his journey? Well, he, what was the form? He supported the. Uh, uh, Without <laughs> his help, they wouldn't I, have been able to figure things no, out. I feel like that follows the hero's journey more than Aang. Kazuko leaves home, yes. as this develops, and yeah. then comes back. It's all yeah. full circle. Yeah, yeah. Finds himself and um, also discovers the things he thought are not, uh, you know, what they what so they were. Zuko's definitely way more traditional. He also has also there's a lot of like pain and stuff that he's dealing with inside that he has to get rid of. Yeah, so it's not real. It, less fake. of it is like magic. Like I feel like Aang, it's like magic stuff. Like you know he's got to get his spirit powers well, of course, back. Of course, because he's the Avatar. But for Zuko, it's like it's emotional and it's like a relationship with his father and stuff oh, like for that sure. that he has to let go of. He's the Draco then, Malfoy of. Except Draco Malfoy doesn't go through the hero's journey. He doesn't. He doesn't ever. Uh, he doesn't let his old self die and become new, and Zuko does. So I mean, he can't kill Dumbledore. It's not letting his old self die. I mean, he's holding on to it barely. Um, I mean, he's not forced to. I guess is the point. Zuko. I mean, Zuko's better than Draco Malfoy. As a yes. character, yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Potter. Um, there we go. Hero's That's journey. Everything. Hero's journey. Yeah. He goes. Yeah, he goes through the hero's journey. Um, and that's I what think, makes it good. Well, I think the hero's journey is a solid uh, and proven um, formula, plot arc, yeah, um, for characters. Sure. I and all, and I, the reason I think it is is because I think there's truth to it. I think that a lot of your problems can be solved by looking inside instead of trying to look outward. Like, and I mean, even even BoJack Horseman. 
the whole point, again, is not trying to find happiness outside. It's about what's inside. You have to fix what's inside before you can fix it outside. And that's an essential part of the hero's journey is taking apart who you are and figuring out what's really inside. Emptying the cup before you can refill it. Yeah. I think that's slightly different, but I think <laughs> that's very I think it's a different message, but I think it's, Is it? it's a good one. I like it, but... How is it a different message? Uh, bird in the hands were two in the bush. You know. More than one way to snake a cat. Yeah, more than one cat. Just every idiom we got. Yeah, there's a snake in my bird. Can we name all, can we name all the ways to skin a cat? <laughs> one. Okay, so Zuko, Hero's Journey. All right, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's, what I got. that's what you got? That's, that's right. the next point I got. Yeah, I got more. Oh, what you got, Brian? Tell us some about Amon. On the hero's journey? Or just no. You said he was good because he's a villain who's got good motivation and um, he's interesting. Because sure, he thinks he's a hero. Oh, he yeah. yeah well, he he's trying he's to... He's the common man. The he's trying... Well, he's okay, so like I said, it he's turns burning. out... Lily Burning. It turns out he is a bender himself. Yeah. But he's been traumatized by Bendy because of his father, who forced him to learn bloodbending. He's a billionaire? Yes. I mean, he is pretty rich, but... He's been a senator for quite a while. Top 10%? No. Of benders? I'm gonna go this. public city? (laughs) Or richer? Anyway, so he's trying to eliminate Bending from the world to make everyone equal. Which is fair. Yeah. And... Does he ever talk about the top one percent though? Of, uh, no, I don't think so. Not so many. Bendy is a pretty. But it's interesting right? because I feel like there's a lot of vendors. Yeah. He he's viewed as like a huge threat, and it's a very serious conflict. They even go as far as to call it a war. But for the most part, he's not like killing anyone. Is that right? He's just stealing their bending. Yeah. Which is and which, which is a pay worse than death. Yeah, which yeah, it oh, goes to show God. just how valuable it is uh-huh. to have bending. But also that kind of proves his point. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're willing yeah. to fight to the death to save your bending, then you can kind of Do they ever see that in the show? Like do they ever mm-hmm. see that maybe we do care too much about bending or maybe bending maybe we are t- treating the common people like they they meet him you know, like a lot of times villains will teach the hero well, about themselves. The thing is, there's also common people that rise above as well. I would Honestly. say not really, because then they just find out that he is a bender, and they're like, oh, you're a hypocrite. hypocrite. Uh, you and so, a hypocrite. Exactly. So everyone just kind of... The thing is, you can exist within a broken system him. and just still work to dismantle it. It's easier to do it from the inside. Yeah. Because what it's I was like asking... So what I would like to know is, if he's truly committed to that cause, if he did, like cleanse everyone of bending, would he also do it to himself? I assume he'd just kill himself. Or would he? I said he would just rule over them as a god with bloodbending because there's no one to challenge him. Bloodbending does seem hacked. Oh, it's very powerful. I've seen a smidge of it. It's insanely powerful. It's the top of the entire room. It's illegal. It's like the only illegal bending. You know if it's illegal, it's good. Yeah. Top bending, bloodbending. In Texas. Metal bending. Lightning bending is probably better than metal bending. It's, It's a lot faster. Metal bending is way more practical. Yeah, in terms of industry. But they also use lightning bending to, like, power all their electricity. Not even mm. just that. But, like, the police force's use of metal bending is amazing. But think if you give that same cop, like, a lightning, lightning bending, that's pretty It's crazy how casual that, they do it in Lightning Legend bending, Cora. you're just killing people. Yeah, exactly. Metal bending, you can apprehend. Yeah, it's like an American You can swing around like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. It's like they were doing a taser and uh, an actual 9 mil. We need to militarize the police. What I'm saying is, more. why are yeah. only metal benders police... Is it because all the other bendings are kind of lethal? Yeah. Maybe. Like fire bending, yeah. if you roast them, they're dead. That's what I'm saying. If you shoot someone with fire or lightning, it's... Or you drown air someone Air bending to suck the air out of their lungs. Jesus. Well, that 
happens, yeah, actually. I know. I know. I'm not, yeah. Airbending is scary as well. I've seen it. I'm referencing it. <laughs> Airbending is pretty soft when it comes to the application. Mm. They don't really talk about it as much compared to firebending or earthbending. Airbending, just put an air bubble in their bloodstream and they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or bloodbending. That's what blood makes you good. You just block one artery for mm. a second and they don't. No blood flow to the brain. But you'd also imagine that so much of the body is water. Why don't they just... Yeah, water bending. I guess that's the idea behind blood bending. Yeah, I think it is partially like it's an evolution of water bending in a yeah. way. I mean, think of how many minerals are in your body. Earth bending should also Jesus have some sort of body control. I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Because you got so much like one of the things I love. Magneto think of someone to just rip all the iron. Out. World building wise, I love the fucking earth bending building village uh, back in Avatar last year. Oh yeah. How they like make elevators by just lifting the earth oh, up no, and like sure. yeah. a system of like not subways. It's it's more of like a. Railway almost. Yeah, no, like, it's a monorail. Stones, yeah. It's yeah. really cool. No, the worlds are also. I was talking about how, just earlier, about how I like the and North how, and South Pole animosity between the, yeah. the waterbending tribes. Like, that's their points of power. I thought that was just interesting. Yeah. It's cool. Because everybody else is just fire, earth, and then the air is a nomadic, but then the water has two separate. Mm-hmm. And even though they're similar in a lot of ways because they're rooted in waterbending, they're also different in a lot of ways. One is a lot Which more. Which makes sense because they're so. Polar opposites? Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'm, I'm sorry, Peter your guy's voice. Uh, <laughs> um, what else can we say about Uncle Iroh? I mean, there's nothing that needs to be said. I think you said pretty much everything. The about thing him. about Uncle Iroh... He's comedic. There's comedic oh, moments, yeah. right? There's moments where you he's, he's lighthearted when it's needed, for sure. He's And just funny, yeah. Funny. I would say he's probably the wisest character. Who Absolutely. voices Uncle Iroh? It, two voice actors. Two voice actors, because he died halfway through. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, and he stayed alive there at the series. Oh, in the series he's alive, but the actual voice actor died. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Yeah. He was on an episode of Friends, dude. Be respectful. He was on an episode of Friends? He was. Which one? I recognize it. It's like in the first season. What? What? Was he like the monkey that lived with uh, he was, Ross? And... He was like a Japanese man that spoke with Rachel in the coffee shop at some uh, point. He's just called a man of Japanese. <laughs> no, I didn't. Monkey. I assumed that a voice actor was a monkey. I didn't know what, their, what his race was. Anyway, <sighs> speaking, of actual, <laughs> speaking of actual lemurs, Momo. Ah, voiced by Bree. What, what's the name? Bra- D. Bradley Baker. He he voiced all the animals and the waterbender from first season <laughs> was his name. The brother of the Mon. Tarlock? Yeah, Tarlock and then all the animals he voices. That's impressive. Uh. Oh, he was Tarlock? I thought he yeah. was a Mon. No. Uh, who's a Mon? Then? I don't know, but that's a he good voice. A very recognizable. Who's the flying ox? Was it Bob? Bison? Flying? I thought it was a Bison. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flying Bison. What's his name? Appa. 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 is a really hacks thing, I feel like. Yes, well, flying bison are dope. Hacks They're hacks large. There's the biggest creature I think we see. Some trouble, no, but it's really just Nimbus. It's a Nimbus. It's, Nimbus, Nimbus, yeah. it's even better than Nimbus because it attacks things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nimbus can attack things. I like the sources of bending, like so Sky Bison are the original airbenders. Yeah, true. Or like dragons for fire bending. You got the moles. Another Iroh thing. What's weird well, is though it's like is it's the three animals and then just the moon for water, which yeah. is kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird, but two koi fish and also the literal moon because it's <laughs> <laughs> the size of the moon. Yeah, but is the yeah, moon. I mean that makes sense though. I like oh. that. the time inflation. Yeah, because cool. another awesome thing about Iroh meets with the last two dragons, tells everybody he killed them, but secretly uh, yeah, it keeps them such a good man. Meets with the dragons, learns everything he can from them. And then takes that knowledge, passes it down to Zuko. It's insane. That's pretty cool. Also, how is it that he's able to keep that secret from everybody? Surely someone must have checked that shit out and been like, oh no, there's definitely two dragons still just hanging around here. You're going to undermine the yeah. brother of the Fire Lord? Oh, I guess that's true. 
And he's also, he's not just wise, he's also very powerful. I'd assume he's, because they, they said even Iroh could have challenged Ozai, he just wasn't sure. So it's like a 50-50 between Ozai and Iroh, if he could have won. Mm -hmm. But I guess the idea is that the Avatar has to be the one to do it, because that's how you restore balance. If Iroh does it, it's just another Fire Lord toppling a Fire Lord. Yeah, it's just a coup. Yeah, and the also the reason machine. why he stepped out, I thought it was pretty interesting in history. I mean, his son dies in the war, and he's like, why, yeah. why are we even doing this? Yeah. This is fucking stupid. Yeah. So his, his reasons, all those stuff, and that's... He sees his son, Zuko his son died in the war, and uh, Zuko's dad is just... Like tries to kill him, yeah. Just, yeah, so they have to be that for each other. Yeah. And then Uncle, yeah. And there's a lot of secrets that he has hidden and stuff. And he tries. I feel like. I mean, Iroh doesn't interact with the others as much because mm -hmm. he's mostly for Prince Zuko. But in his brief interactions <laughs> with them, he's always very like. He's in like the spirit world in Legend of Korra, right? Something like yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. You run to him again. Doing tea stuff, right? Yeah, tea with the spirits. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just living it up. I feel like there, isn't there, there's a point in like the second season of uh, Avatar where he's captured, and he's just fine with it. Like they, they have him. I think the, the stone, the Earthbenders, or whatever, have him captured. Mm -hmm. He's just chilling. Like he's like, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, because he just kind of lets things go. What about uh, God dang, the Earthbending king that's also part of the White Lotus? Oh yeah, the crazy ass dude. Boomy. Boomy. Really yes. insane. Yeah. Boomy's Lettuce boomy. leaf. Lettuce leaf is a classic quote. Lettuce leaf! Oh. That's what Aang, and then the guy says, lettuce leaf. Lettuce leaf? Holds up a piece of lettuce. Lettuce leaf? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome um, quote. I, say, I still say lettuce yeah, leaf. Yeah, you really do, all the time. At least once per month, I try to remind us that lettuce leaf was a quote from that, because it's so insane. <laughs> and that guy ends up being a member of the Order of the White Lotus. I liked when they try to save him, and they have saved him pretty much, but he's just like, you know, it's not time. Like... Yeah. What does he say? He says you have to know patience and um, you have to be ready for for the right time, kind of thing. No, absolutely. Imagine Wait, finding your friend a hundred years later and just That's old a cool man. Thing too, yeah. No, I'd say. And frozen for a hundred years, and it comes out and it's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, it's like Captain America. Yeah. In that particular way. In that way. <laughs> Only that way. Literally. Well, I mean, he's also white just, of skin. And just good guy throughout. Honestly, yeah, yeah, good person, willing to fight for truth. Justice. Justice and the American way. Jesus Wait. Christ. Well, the American way, the idea of the American way is very similar to what Aang is trying to do, which is freedom from the oppressors, right? Just trying to overturn. This is revolution. Could have fooled me. Huh? Anyway, let's... Uh... So, yeah, Iroh, uh, Master Tea person. What do you call someone who really <laughs> specializes in tea? Just a tea connoisseur. Tea smith. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> the, the finest tea smith. He opens a tea shop. Yeah. Do we get into your character any deeper? Uh, yeah. Uh, are you done with that? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, let's hear some words to hear. So here, we can also uh, focus on like moments, like what's a cool moment. Yeah, because that's mainly what why I chose oh, him. There's a moment that really well, captured you, your attention. Well, first, yes, the flying when he just jumps off the ledge, and like that's fucking weird, and the he's just fucking Korra levitating. Is different. It's better. Is it better? They go through different studios, budget issues or whatever. But the first season it looks very clean. You can tell it looks that, really you can good. Tell that the the money for Avatar went up <laughs> from the first season. The first season, like I said, yes. Oh no, it's it's not bad, but there are you can tell corners are cut sometimes. Like there's some of the fight scenes that are not quite, you know, mm -hmm. full. Like it's pretty quick. Absolutely. Um, but then the second, third season, yeah, you can tell they got a budget, and then. Cora, I feel like they were just given a lot of choreography yeah. for the entire the, after series. Oh, I, I was gonna say too. Yeah, yes, sorry, I don't fighting looks so good. The fighting, and besides looking good, it also is accurate. Like I was looking at, they're using jujitsu techniques. Real styles. 
For each um, different bending type, yeah. they're using a different yeah. fighting type. I, think, I can't remember who I saw, but I, I think that was one of the first, I was really impressed by it. But I saw a character throw a punch, and I saw another character hook the punch and like uh, parry it and swing him through, and I was like, dude, that's freaking jiu-jitsu right there. That dude's like actually using oh, like, Japanese jiu-jitsu technique. It's really cool. cool. Yeah. It's cool, and they do a good job of animating it. Yeah, I agree. And it's not just the actual fighting. It's they incorporate the magic into the fight. <laughs> yeah. So season three, they do have a different studio. Uh, but the fighting, I think, looks a lot better in 3 than it did like in oh, 2. Uh, Legend? Legend of Court, yeah. Uh, but some badass parts. Definitely him flying. Uh, you mentioned sucking the air out of someone's lungs. That's mm -hmm. what he does to like the Earth Queen. So seeing a character use airbending for like Earth evil... Queen. No, it's very, it's very strange. Yeah, just more offensively and diabolically. Air is very important. Really cool. Yeah, really cool to see. Uh, and then the gang he rolls around with is badass. Oh, they're all amazing. Yeah. They're so strong. He has the dude who uh, can... Just I don't even know if he's on there. The dude who can lava bend, which I think this is the first time we see. Mm -hmm. <sighs> lava bending? Yeah. Which is an earth bending technique, yes. I believe. Yeah. And then he has the firebender who does like the... What is he called in the first one? Boom Sparky Boom Boom Man? Yeah. Sparky so evolution of that it's about the same but she can curve it i don't know if the first dude could yeah, she can direct instead of just shooting straight beams mm -hmm. around the corner yeah very cool and then the woman who doesn't have arms but she water bends to make like tendrils tentacles. yeah so cool it's venus de milo time who venus de milo is that statue that lost its arms it's famous it's a famous statue i have no culture i trust you yeah <laughs> one last thing or maybe it's not I, I, the world is so great, right, in, in, this, in this show. There's a lot of, like, Chinese mythology slash art, clothing, that kind of thing that's, like, mixed into it. Even a little bit of Japanese mythology. I think the spirit world is more Japanese, like, Shintoism type stuff. Um, and I like that aspect of it. Like, the, when the spirit world episode came, that was one of the episodes I was very impressed with in the first one. I was like, oh, cool, and they're, they're going to bring that into it. Where he goes in the spirit world because the town keeps oh, losing okay. people. The forest spirit's up saying he has to please the forest spirit. That's very much like Shintoism. But um, Chinese in like clothing and like a lot of like the government structure and, and the buildings and stuff like Earth that. Kingdom definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Very Chinese. Uh, even fire, fire kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. With, with like the top knots and mm -hmm. the, and the um, you know bangles that hold it and stuff like that. Like they reminded me of like old school like. Uh, Confucian looking stuff, you know, mm -hmm. it's yeah. just my aesthetic now. So yeah. the creators did their research and no, it's, got it's, good inspiration. It's a good looking show. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of people who responded on our Instagram and asked who is the best character. Mm -hmm. Actually, no, just one. <laughs> but I have uh, I have Jack and Eleanor. They they told me. Ah, nice. mm. So uh, I'm ready to hear that. Jetang or Jetang? Uh, J E T A. Jetta Ong. Jet Ong. No, Jetta Ng. Jetta Ang, okay. It's like a fan oh, no, account. On Instagram, uh, to, um, she came in, he or she came in and said, uh, Cabbage Man, he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Cabbage Man. Yeah. Um, and then she said, nah, JK. Ang, because he's an angel and had such an incredible glow up by the end of the series. His character is well developed and he's not a Mary Sue like a lot of the main characters. I don't know what that means. He's very powerful without any flaws. Okay, he cares about others and always tries to do the right thing. So she That's likes, true. He or she likes Man's her, get a little her bit. character. Who, eh? Yeah. I was just more talking about how he is just very compassionate. She says uh, glow I was going to say, in Korra, hit the glow up in Korra. Oh, yeah. When you see a doe, eh? Yeah, he has the fucking the chin strap. And yeah. The only man I'd let have it. Wait. Chin strap. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, what? The only man he'll let <laughs> have a chin strap. You'd let him get it? 
<laughs> Wait, you misheard. Of all the characters, that's I the want one. him to do that that uh, sushi trick. Uh, <laughs> there's not a man among us who would say otherwise. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of awesome moments. Wait, we haven't heard uh, Jack and Eleanor's. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Jack, when I asked, I told him I was going to go do this today. I told them the story is a bedtime story, so they've never seen it because like, they're too young. Uh, yeah, I think they can watch it later. They need to wait until they're like seven, eight, I think. That's why I chose Le- Legend of Korra because I ho- hold Last Airbender so highly, I'm not ready to rewatch it. I got you. Yeah. It's it's a decent little flick. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, I mean, I would say it holds up. It's not like I watched it. I was not nostalgic about it. I was skeptical and I liked it, so it yeah, definitely no, holds absolutely. up. It's good. Um, uh, Jack's favorite is Aang. Likes the uh, air, airbending main character I mean, boy. No, he's, that he's a cool character. Can roll, roll I can relate. And so and, can Jetta uh, Ong. And Eleanor loves Katara because she's the main <laughs> girl. Yeah. Your kids it's, are fucking basic. Yeah, okay. shit. But Eric, Eleanor also likes Toph. She honorable mention Toph. Oh, well, Toph is she awesome. She likes Toph. The blind bandit, as she calls her. And she it's like a game of telephones. So you're not giving them the full experience. They're getting some. That's true. No, I'm leaving out, like, uh, just FaceTime them. them. FaceTime yeah. them. What would scare them? The, like, Spirit World episode where that panda, at first it's not a panda, it's like a crazy spirit monster. I don't, like, describe that or, like, say it's taking children. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, Pied Piper type situation? No, I don't get into that. I just, yeah. Okay, that's reasonable. Um, I think I'm retconned into, like, their, they wouldn't let their crops grow because I feel like a forest spirit might affect their crops. And so, like, they, they didn't have enough food, and so Aang has to go into the spirit world. Well, to, crops like, not really, cultivated crops normally not in the forest, so... Uh, Eleanor and Jack probably caught that. They just didn't want to embarrass you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back to the show after I read a little ad copy from a company called Netflix. Some of you might have heard that Netflix is adapting Avatar The Last Airbender into a live-action spectacle that's slated to come out later this year. And if you haven't, that's probably because of name confusion. Ever since the Avatar The Last Airbender series aired around the same time that James Cameron's Avatar movie came out, fans have been thoroughly confused. As if it wasn't hard enough to explain how a kid's show could be so brilliant, now you've also got to explain to your mom that it's not that one with the blue aliens. To make matters worse, as soon as we decide to adapt Avatar into a live-action series, James Cameron tells the world that he's finally ready to put out another Avatar movie. That's why we here at Netflix have decided to be proactive, and cut down on some of the confusion by giving Avatar a few unique names that fans can recognize it by. The first way we're going to cut through the confusion is to change the way we refer to the main characters. Instead of saying the Avatar and his friends, Netflix has given them the unique name, the Aang Gang. And to help differentiate the show from any of James Cameron's work, we've also given a distinguishable name to each of the seasons. Names that have special significance for the events that occur within those seasons. That's why our first season is called Terminator Judgment Day, because it's all about Prince Zuko's wish to terminate Aang, and that one final day at the Water Village where Zuko has to make a judgment on whether or not to capture Aang. And then, to reflect the fact that the second season will take place far away from home where the Aang gang are foreigners in a new land, we've decided to call season two Aliens. From there we go to season three of the Avatar, where the Aang gang faces the most hardships and they undertake a suicidal trip to the Fire Kingdom. Because of all that, we've decided to call Season 3 Titanic. So be excited for 2021, Avatar fans, or should I say, Terminator fans, and look out for the Aang gang to return in Seasons 2 and 3 of Aliens and Titanic.
I love when Prince Zuko uh, confronts his father and tells him, oh, good. I'm Audi 5 Dowdy. Oh, just, I think he said that. It's, I'm quoting, actually. Yeah. It's oh, a direct quote. Uh, it's during when the uh, eclipse is happening, so their firebending powers are either weakened or not working at all. What is it? It's not working Probably at all, weakened. Right? I don't see yeah. them use it. I don't even see them. Like, I know it happens, yeah. Was this during Black Sun? Because the solar eclipse is whenever Aang and them try Wanda, to infiltrate. Right? But during the other, I think it's one hand or the other. So, another thing I'm going to say about Aluza, right? Azula. Azula. She's Azula. She's Azula. Um, I'm out. Peace. She, uh, Azula, she's like the villain from season two to season three. Oh, for sure. But I don't think she's a good character. I think she's just crazy. She's like crazy. I think she gets more unhinged as the season goes on. Yeah, she's like a... At the beginning, she starts as cruel. Yeah. Not crazy. That's what I'm she goes from cruel, and then she, as she is less successful in doing the things she wants to do, she becomes like, crazy. She's like a kid version of like, uh, root, like. Uh, well, the thing is, she's used to lording her power over Zuko, but then whenever Zuko learns all of these things from his travels and from Iroh and things yeah. like that, he becomes more powerful, and she does not like that at all. What's the dude from? Uh, Game Especially of the lightning reflection. That's like the turning point, right? Joffrey? When they fight, isn't that like a thing? Uh, the bolt, bolt. No, Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, Usain Bolt. I think is his name. <laughs> Um, Ramsey Bolton she's like the light she's like the kid version of him like she's mm-hmm. just cruel she wants to please her father or whatever and mm-hmm. then eventually like I feel like she does have aspirations to like rule too oh no absolutely she I think she's the next Fire Lord she's, she's messed up a, a little as well I don't know if it's explored in the show but the comics she's also kind of fucked up like Zuko and it goes more into she, oh, yeah I well I mean her parents yeah, yeah like finding her mother and stuff yeah. yeah her mother I mean just wasn't allowed to do anything. Her mother was in an abusive relationship with, with the dad. The dad's just a piece yeah, of crap. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a good fella. No, man. They do do a backstory with him. They do. Yeah, they do do it. It's just bad. No. Uh, they do a backstory with Ozai that like right shows that he was friends with the fire than the, the Avatar before. Right? Or no, They're his related. Grand, no, never mind. They're his, related. his dad or his grandfather. Was the previous Avatar. Was the previous one, yeah. Roku, um, right? Yes. Roku's Roku. cool. It's yes, like that. Very like good Avatar. Cleans your house like Roku? Uh, that's the TV streaming thing. Oh, is it TV streaming? Yeah. Yeah. Roomba. Like, Roomba? Okay. <laughs> Not at all the same. Roku is, I can just watch Avatar on my Roku. Exactly. I can watch Roku on my Roku. If you have new kids. Only if I have new kids and Amazon Prime. Yeah. True. Is that weird? Fuck Jeff Bezos. That's weird. <laughs> I thought that was the chairs. No, it's my you, foot. That's uncomfortable. Let's talk about this. Is it, Avatar is good. Yes. Is it good enough, though, to give to increase the suffering of factory workers at Amazon? <laughs> What are you talking? I feel like these are that's separate that's... entities because I'm buying something digital, not yeah, trying to prime ship something like in my house. Like a server slate. <laughs> so it's just like a network engineer is the one that's working on it, or a server engineer. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, speaking of uh, really sad moments from Avatar. Yeah. Uncle Iroh is uh, doing the whole tribute to his son or whatever, from the vine. Yeah, that's technically a filler episode, but yeah, very no, it good. It's so fucking sad. Least from the vine, dude. Ooh. Cry every time. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying it's a good day. Yeah, no, it yeah. is. I mean, if you don't remember it, then you must not have been paying attention very much. Must that's, been, that's I must have binge watched it or something yeah. in preparation for this. No, I remember it. There's a lot of actually random filler episodes that I think are fine or yeah. acceptable. Because I guess there's not that many episodes. There's not that many episodes. That's another thing, too, is it's, it's, so the plot is it's concise. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty concise. They don't... They're adding like bits or pieces of lore and stuff here or there. It's not yeah. a pointless filler episode. Yeah, they always drop some knowledge. If you love the world, then you learn more about the world. And or the, the characters, even. Even the characters, yeah, they get some character growth. Most three dimensional character out of the ones we, we've picked. 
I feel like they all, like we were talking about, have a backstory and explanation. Like, your, your character's a pretty good villain. Mm-hmm. Really gets good explanation of why the they are the way they are. I would less developed because they only have one season. I feel like they're more developed. No, I feel like they're more developed. You think so? I don't think yeah. so. Rather than the Fire Lord is just... Oh, just oh, I'm going to say over, over Zuko? Oh, I'm just saying over the character. Oh, just doing over his, villains. Oh, he's just doing what his dad did. Yeah. He's just trying to take over the world just like the rest of it. Like, it's just tradition. He's just one of those assholes who wants to take over the world. You barely even see him. Oh, no. Literally until, like... They fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, so there's, like, no development for that villain. His development comes through Zuko's story. Yeah. I think Iroh has... But even then, you just... Iroh has enough of a a history to make him a complex character. Iroh has a ton of backstory. I think that there's a lot Because everybody loves that character. But there's a lot of stuff that has humbled him that that I think has brought him to where he is. Because, yeah, he was going to be the next Fire Lord. Yeah. And then he got brought down. But he's fine with it because that's what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then that's why he's in the White Lotus and stuff. And it also explains like why he's able to do things like you know mm-hmm. deflect lightning and stuff like that. He's just he's a. Um, oh yeah, he starts very. You don't think anything of Iroh, very much. Yeah. But by the time it comes, to yeah, the you end, think you realize he, that he's actually insanely. He's powerful. just like this doting old man that's right, that likes tea. Yeah. Hang out with his nephew yeah. on a little travel. Like I said, I think Zuko's a very complex character who grows, which I think that goes into three dimensional. Not sure. Um, what about? Uh, no growth for Sahir. No, it's bad throughout. It's not a good <laughs> but, th- but there's a history that explains him, right? Or no? I mean, it, you just pick it up. But it's but he's just bad. Even yeah. in history, he's just bad. Anarchist dude who's trying to destroy the Avatar. Yeah, destroying the Avatar is really bad. Because yeah. the Avatar right. maintains that. So it is an action oriented show. I mean, the action yeah. is pretty cool in it. No, for sure. Who is the like, most badass, like the best, coolest action type <sighs> character? I don't know if it's Iroh. Like, Iroh Metal Benders are pretty cool. Action. I don't think it's Zuko either. I feel like Zuko's very basic. Yeah. He just shoots fire. Best action I mean, is probably Zuko. Oh, in terms of just the way it's choreographed? Like, cool badass. Like, they do cool badass oh, things. Oh, yeah. Zahir's crew Zuko is... a lot of cool badass moments. Badass. Zuko is more about is personal growth. Badass. It's more about personal growth. He's an excellent team maker. <laughs> Wait. And also the prison scene? No, yeah. When he the comes out of there... The prison scene montage, you're just like, damn, that's so insane. How do these fans do this? I don't know enough about Zaheer, but... He actually busts out of just an iron prison just using his muscles. Like, that's just what it is. The entire prison is just broken. The bars and shit. That's how strong that man is. That don't make no sense. Yeah. So that's superhuman. Is he the most, like, all, like, cool, badass, like, fighting type guy? I wouldn't say, like, my character, Amon, since he's trying to appear as a non-bender... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say the action's as badass. It's still very strong. He can take down almost any bender with any, just any martial bender. arts, which is pretty insane. And a little bit of blood bending. Yeah, a little bit of blood bending. Yeah, and then taking people's bending so, so far. It's definitely not badass because there's nothing to it. Hardcore, just, he just puts his thumb to their head and it's gone. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's devastating. The first time he does it to like a main character. He does it to Toph's granddaughter or whatever her name is. Her mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah, yeah. And then when he does it to Korra, and that's... Oh, yeah, that shit was That's wild. a twist. Oh, he takes, takes the Avatar's power, which that's but, her hero's journey moment of losing her. But her what's cool is that's what allows her to finally learn airbending. Yes. Because yeah. at that point, she didn't have... She had not unlocked that ability at all. And so he takes away her other three types of bending, yeah. and only then is she allowed to like manifest the airbending. Depending which is on really cool. what tribe you belong to, makes it harder to learn the other ones, right? Yeah, so that's how it's supposed to work. Well, it's not based on your tribe, so it's just it's your personal mentality. Oh, okay. That's how they built upon it in the uh-huh. new season. Uh, season three has some pretty badass moments because I think it has the most death as well. I feel like there's definitely like at least three people who just perish. Oh, they're straight up icing <laughs> people. Do they yeah. die or do they perish? 
Perishing is per- really one, tra- that they, tra- tra- they tragically perish. Yeah. yeah. The the sparky boom boom chick who's about to do it and then just me- gets a metal helmet around her it's right before she does it. Situation. Yes, yeah. and she just blows up her own skull essentially. It's, so we have to assume happens. It's insane. It's the only way you can die yeah. if you're that strong. The lava so, dude, I'm pretty sure, just gets engulfed in lava. And then at the end, Cora's just emotionally dead. Because she yeah. goes through those like few years of just straight depression. Oh, yeah, she's devastated. Yeah. Shouldn't it be that way, though? Yeah, because I don't even remember what happens because we haven't got to that episode again yet. Yeah, but realize. she's just defeated and just depressed and in isolation while like her friends send her letters and stuff. Yeah. Plot driver. Which character moves the plot forward? I feel like, I mean, well, characters the characters. Yeah, I'll say again, we devastating Korra. Like, if you talk about the hero's journey, I feel like Korra getting fucking beat down in season three is really big for her development. And that's like, I would, done by Zaheer. I would say Amon's conflict definitely changes Republic City. Oh, without a doubt. And that's, I, that's probably like what motivates them to shift from like the Council of Benders to like a non-bending president. I think to like uh, represent the common people. It's mm-hmm. like a House of Lords, House of Commons situation. Yeah. I think Zuko is the you know he's the villain of the first season in a way, right? Not not necessarily super evil, but he's the bad guy. He's I don't think he's him. like a villain. He's closer to like he's Sasuke. The friend, he's you the know, frenemy. You know he's going to be a good guy in the end. Do you? Absolutely. I think as a child, I did I mean, Sasuke is a simple child. Um, but what I was going to say is I feel like Zuko is sort of a a tipping... He, he tips the scale on where the story is going to go because when he decides to help his sister, things go wrong. And, and Aang gets messed up. And then when he decides to help the Avatar, then they're finally able to succeed. So I feel like he is sort of a linchpin. Like... Him joining either side does sort of tip the scale and push them over the edge, uh, which does steer the plot. They needed him to teach Aang Firebend. Yeah, Aang Aang Fire Bend, which yeah. is huge. Yeah, because I mean, did he really? I mean, what did he do with Firebending to defeat the Fire Lord? I mean, jetpack fly around. Jetpack fly yes, around. we were just talking about he how wouldn't be able any, to any to chase fly. the Fire Lord without the jetpack yeah. ability. Yeah. So. But also, the Avatar just needs to know all four bendings to like. That was that was only that day though when the fire bending was just insanely powerful. The comet, yeah. You literally just blast around. It's so insane. So it's like having a jetpack. You're like fucking Diddy Kong. (laughs) It's wild. We already did the. uh, Fire Lord is equally as strong as Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong's more powerful because he can do it when there's not a comet. We already did the Instagram uh, and my children, who their favorite characters were. Uh-huh. But Sexy Matt has joined us. The uh, so Matt, Matt from the Watchmen episode. But uh, who's the best character in Avatar, according to you? We're, we won't we won't pick it, but maybe we will. Uh, who knows? Or maybe he'll just pick one of the characters that we've already selected. The one I like the most is the uncle. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm fucking talking about. For sure, it's the uncle. Oh, no, dude. He's the coolest. Without him, far. yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, All right, Matt, you can leave. Um, <laughs> that's dark mats out of the so yeah that's that's my vote the... right there already <laughs> alright well I mean I hate for it to be that way but it just be like that we got we got I'll, I'll cut that out in post but um, so um, do we have all we need is that we it we do have all we need I, unless y'all want to say anything else alright um, it just is what it is everybody knows yeah okay it's that simple then three two one let's do it did you say Ira? I did. And you said Ira? Yeah, Ira. We got a tie. Zuko. God well, damn it. We got the tiebreaker now. Oh, what? Sexy man is the tiebreaker. We got to reconsider. You almost had me. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but we'll be right back after this very special message. We're coming to the end of the first season of Your Favorite Character Sucks. Matt, Bran, and I spent a lot of time researching, some of our own money renting movies and 
episodes of shows. I keep forgetting to cancel my subscription to Nick Hits that I needed to get in order to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. And then we've got to find time to actually record these things. We're proud of the research we put in. We're proud of the quality of the episode. We love finding really passionate guests. But one thing that we're not too fond of is our current struggle with audio quality. For season two, we're really hoping that we can have upgraded equipment so that not only is the content great, but the audio quality is as good as we can possibly make it. And that's where you come in. If you find yourself enjoying every episode of this podcast that you hear, then please consider going to our Patreon where you can be a paid subscriber. Whether it be a dollar a month, two dollars, five, ten, no more than that. Anything you can give helps us know that we've got something really special that people want to hear. And it would give us the confidence needed to go out and buy expensive equipment and to continue to take time out of our lives to make these episodes happen. So please consider visiting our Patreon where you can become a paid subscriber at patreon.com forward slash yfcspod. That's patreon.com forward slash yfcspod. You can also Google search your favorite character sucks Patreon, and you should be able to find our page. Soon we'll have a video up explaining what donating means. We're not just going to accept your money uh, to help us increase the audio quality, but we're also going to provide special offers for people who do become paid members of our podcast. So again, guys, you don't have to, but if you like what you hear and you appreciate the work that we do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash yfcspod. The more we get, the more confident we'll be to go and spend our own money buying better equipment to make our podcast even better. Thank you for listening to Your Favorite Character Sucks. We really appreciate it. All right, back to the show. Zuko and Iroh. Hmm. Here's why. It's such a core part of who yeah. Zuko is. Let's talk about it again. Let's talk about it again, and then we'll, we'll do it again. Iroh is my favorite, uh-huh. but Zuko is a more important character to the story. That's what I'm talking about. But the problem is, without Iroh, Zuko doesn't do anything. Yes. He's, he's a Zuko's but evolution without, comes without through Zuko, Iroh. Aang doesn't do anything. So we stop at the tar- so we top start of the chain. The top, which the is Iroh, Iroh, Zuko, then Aang. Then trickle down. Well, then you can say Iroh would be nothing without the dragons. Correct. All right, so okay, dragons. so dragons. Oh, dragons. 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 Well, dragons. Dragons are very cool. They're the first firebenders. I mean, they're, they're and and the god of the Avatar will be nothing without our imagination. So we are the most powerful. It's actually it's, it's the it's the, the, it's the creators, the, the two, creators the people who wrote the story. Mike and Brian, my boys. Mike and Brian, yeah. <laughs> Are they American or are they like... They are. Oh, really? Their names are Mike and Brian. Yeah, I know. So I'm saying... Like, one of their last names I'm is Konietzo, so. which I don't know the origin I'm of that, but... Because they did do their research. No, I think they've traveled and stuff. Yeah, just... It's an American cartoon, Well, cult- sure. cultured men. I thought it was, but also, like I said, it does a lot of stuff that is very close to, like, Japanese and Chinese mythology. Oh, no, and history. For sure. And architecture. For sure. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed then. And the water, the water there's tribes. There's really nothing are... that Americans can't culturally appropriate. There's really nothing we well, can't It's not really steal. appropriation if you pay respect and do your diligence, things yeah. like that. I wouldn't know, though, because I would never do those things. Yeah. Um, so, so what then? How do you settle oh, this? God, damn. I, I, I think... We've never you, had this issue. Sexy Matt literally just said it. Well, of course you're going to say he should vote because he wants your... You already know his vote. Yeah, absolutely. I've, it's already been predestined. I think we really should pay deference to our elders here. I don't think maybe Iroh it's, is as complex of a character as... as it's not about that, complexity. That's I mean, you're true. It. That's right, but... Yeah, it's not... Because we're not arguing our favor. We're arguing the best. Yeah, no, yeah. that complexity bogs down right. the character. And let's redo... Let's redo the... Entire podcast. Mo- no. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> let's redo the most badass three-dimensional stuff, but just with these two characters then. Uh-huh. Okay. Three-dimensional. I feel like we complex. know everything about both the characters. I don't... I think it's... Is, gonna is anyone going to change their mind realistically? Who's more badass? I doubt it. Iroh. Uncle Iroh, you Not can even say more Yeah, Iroh is way more badass. You can say, what does that mean? No, I didn't say so. <laughs> well, I've spoken with a dragon, Iroh. 
Who's, uh, in, who's in both Zuko series? also Zuko trains, trains with, with the dragons. dragons. Oh, that's true. Shit. Yeah. Sets up a successful tea shop in the Earth Kingdom. I wrote. <laughs> Teaches the other person uh, elements of firebending. Who, who, who Zuko is, is also <laughs> a firebending teacher. Who is a child? They're just too similar. Is banished May, from okay. their Maybe it's, it's their combo. Yeah, they're they're very similar. No, they're so intertwined. In the, are we going to have a tie? It's the combo of those two characters are the best, maybe. Yeah. Is that what we're going to do? Because their they're stories are so intertwined. <laughs> they're ice climbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this instance, Ira would be the primary one. That... But also, clearly, this show is about the kids. No, it is, for sure. That's But even in a show about kids, Ira was still just one of the coolest, yeah, no, if not the coolest characters. He something. is the coolest, without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Iroh, yes, confident all that in stuff. In both series, in his old age. he's oh, the most no. good. Yeah. But I would say... Oh, yeah. Zuko barely, doesn't even... They mention him, right? But they don't no, ever you know. see him in part Zuko? three. Yeah, you see old man. He tries to prevent the uh, Red Lotus coming yeah. back together. Yeah, uh, he's still the Fire Lord. Lord. Yeah. No, he's definitely the Fire and Lord. And he rides a dragon. Actually, I think it's his granddaughter might be the Fire Lord. Oh, and he's just chilling. Yeah. He's deferred to her, which... Which would be the first, because... Yes. But that's what I'm saying. I think that Zuko is cool because, yes... Iroh's cool because he's got all that knowledge stuff. Well, yeah, oh, so let's Zuko consider our show, too. Oh, Zuko okay. helps found Republic City with That's Ink. True. He brings peace like, to the world. But Iroh's also such kingdom. an insane teacher that even though he's not an Avatar, the next Avatar... Hold up, though. We haven't discussed how Iroh invented Bubble Tea, though. Oh, That's in the comics. Shit. Oh, my shit. Man's, my man's invents Bubble Tea. That's very important. Think of how much net happiness that is. We're talking <laughs> about in terms of utility now. Who yeah. had the greater impact... Upon the universe Zuko, as a whole. Zuko had to overcome physical and emotional scars. How did he do that, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had to get to help him. But then, uh, I mean, are we going to say the trainer of every hero is, is the better yes. character? Really? Gandalf. Gandalf's better than uh, Frodo as a character? Absolutely. <laughs> there's no <laughs> debate in that. In that case, there's no debate. Do they, I, would that, I would say that I think Gandalf's even cooler than Aragorn. How do y'all decide this? Oh, man. We, well, we, we had a fifth person. We tied once. We had Obi-Wan? a fifth person to break it. Cooler than Luke. Obi-Wan, cooler than Darth Vader in the prequels, for sure. Oh, yeah. Luke Skywalker? Well, I will say you're arguing the same I'm thing. Saying, and, they are cooler, but as Bran said, his choice is based on just character. Yeah, also better, I would say. Well, we've never actually come to this point. No, what, yeah. do we, what do we do? What's her name? Cooler than the Von Trapp kids. <laughs> I say we just agree to the duo. Duo, yeah. Cooler than the Von Trapp kids. Just leave it at a tie. Because like I said, really? well, like, if they were, are so intertwined, if there were opposing it's, it's characters, actually, we'd still have to debate. But since well, their stories are so linked, you know I think what? it makes sense. Here's the thing: we only promise people that their favorite character sucks. <laughs> yeah. We never promised. We don't say that we'll decide on one. We do say that, but <laughs> yeah, we explicitly say this. I think it's an intro. It's part of the intro. It's be the intro, but we all say it says we have the confidence of America. I've never America. listened to an episode. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Reasonable. Like I said, sexy Matt. Even if he's only worth point zero 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 one percent of a vote, that still tips us in the favor. Just. Barely. All right, well, then if he gets a vote, then we also got to get my brother, and we got to get... Well, they're not in this room. I got They're in this house. Just bring them all in here. All right, bring everybody in. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, here's one Here's one category we didn't consider, but y'all will win. Best, best singer? Most popular. Most popular. I, we popular. Did, I, so we talked about most popular. I mean, Zuko is beloved as well. Mm-hmm. Is he? As much yeah. as Ira? Yeah. I think Zuko is liked. Yeah, he is. Oh, no, he's actually sure. like, and he's also probably in a lot shipped. more like. Most shipped? Fanfics? It's Zuko Katara. Yes. It depends on what community you ask. So, well, yeah. in the erotic fanfic, Zuko by far, I mm-hmm. imagine. 
But amongst the general public, I think Uncle Iroh is actually the most beloved character in the entire first series. All right, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Intriguing. Iroh. Not, I, I know what he's going to do. He's Iroh. I know what he's going to do. Do you? He's going to be chill. You he's know gonna be everything sick. that Iroh... He's going to be funny. He's going to be, you know, fatherly, right? Yeah, sure. Zuko, I, whenever I see Zuko on the screen... And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking from somebody who binge-watched it while playing games, stuff like that, or cleaning the house, binge-watching, right? So when, not when, focusing. Yeah. When Iroh's on the screen, I'm listening, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. When Zuko's on the screen, there are so many pivotal moments in the series where Zuko's decision, like I said, he's a linchpin, and where I'm like watching because I'm like, what is he going to do, right? So I am very, I'm more intrigued when Zuko's on the screen because he's unpredictable, and I don't know what he's going to do. Whereas Uncle Iroh, set, not as interesting of a character. He's cool. He's, he's, uh, I like him, but... Maybe not. He doesn't intrigue me. I wouldn't say he's less interesting, maybe less dynamic. Less dynamic. Because the lore behind him is far more interesting than than anything that has to do with Zuko. Because this whole history is insane. All right. The history of that character is... We're not going to convince each other? No? I think so. I literally literally cannot be moved. It's impossible. Also, I would, even if I thought that Zuko was a better I would not say so. I know you would, because you're an asshole. Well, it's not because I'm an ass. See, because I'm, I'm staying yeah, true I'm to the podcast. I like Iroh more, but I'm sticking with Zuko because I think he's a better character overall. <laughs> the reason is irrelevant. All Brandon, Brandon, always, Brandon always goes with who he is. I'm doing it for the people. You're doing it for yourself. And that's true. Yes. Not very Iroh-like. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's fucked. Very, um, more Zuko-like, honestly. Wait, yeah, that's why I'm lamer. Zuko, that's why I'm lamer, <laughs> and he should be. Okay, oh, you're going to better, right? <laughs> If Madsen and Zuko are similar. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right, well, the Ice Climbers of uh, Avatar. Is Uncle there Iroh. a more dynamic duo than the Ice Climbers? Uncle, Uncle Iroh and uh, Prince Zuko. I'll accept that. No, that's reason. Like I no, said, they're, they're so together yeah. like, throughout the entire series. I mean, there's that brief moment where they separate, but then it just ends up... Then. 90% of the time, they're doing okay. the same. It's so. a, your favorite character sucks first. Yeah. Got a tie. I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about, despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now, the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.